0: Please put your hands together for Uncle Archie Roach and Uncle Jack Charles. So lovely to be with you both today. The topic of our conversation is about healing and a power empowerment through the arts and I will definitely get to that a bit later but I want to start off by personalising the story of your friendship Um, and as an outsider what I see is a very deep connection of community, culture, craft and creativity but I'd love to hear how this friendship started. Where did you both first meet?
1: You want to tell that Archie? You reminded me yesterday. About meeting me uh, yeah, well, in Fitzroy for the first time.
2: Yeah, I actually met Jack oh, years ago, when uh, before I was uh, uh, performing and and uh, a musician uh, professionally. And um, back in the day, I was, I was I was in my late teens and I was uh, knocking about Fitzroy and and. Uh, I just found my family, in Fitzroy. You know uh, that was a place, yeah, a place we used to go to to actually uh, meet people as well, not not just to drink. And uh, although a lot of people might have thought that. And uh, I remember a, a, a pub called the Builder's Arms Hotel in Gertrude Street. And I uh, I'd. Uh, I'd walked in there, you know, uh, one 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 day, um, you know, uh, for a daily uh, uh, drop or two, and uh, I saw Jack sitting there, and I didn't know him at the time, and uh, I I hadn't seen him in Fitzroy for since I'd been there, so I I just went up and and uh, asked him who he was, and he said, "Oh, I'm Jack 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 Charles," and and we sat down and. I said, oh, I you from, I haven't seen you around here for a while. I, I haven't seen you here before. He said, oh, I've been away. I said, oh, really? I said, so um, I told him my name. I said, I'm Ar- Archie. And y- you, you replied that you had a brother called Archie.
3: Ooh, ooh.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and then he inqu- inquired about my surname. He said, what's your surname? I said, Roach, Archie, Roach. And he goes... Oh, I know the roaches, uh, Lawrence, because Lawrence used to be in Box Hill Boys' Home as well, the right, Boys' yeah. Home that you was in. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so I was still a bit curious about him, and, and I said, "So, so you've been away for a while. Where, whereabouts?" He said, "I oh, just here, you know, here and there." And I said, "Ah, oh, so, so what, what do you do?" Oh, I said, "Oh, basically anything that uh, anything that comes my way or I might see, I just take." Whatever, whatever job that is. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't really fully understand what he was talking about. I said, oh, "Okay, that sounds pretty good." And he said, "But actually, you know, I might, I might, yeah, uh, you know, I'm a prof- professional uh, cat burglar." <laughs> I looked at him and said, yeah, go on, <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah." <laughs> and uh, so I said, "That's a good one. Huh? No worries." He said, Funny, and uh, that's how I met Jack, the first time I met him in Fitzroy all those years ago. Like I said, I was in my late teens, and I've known him since, since then, off and on. And our paths just seemed to cross um, through the years, but more recently, the last couple of years, uh, uh, we've been working with Jack. Uh, he's worked with us in, in a few productions, uh, Into the Bloodstream show that we did here in Adelaide as well as uh, Sydney and Melbourne and, uh, and uh, I don't know, it's just uh, our friendship is pretty strong and, and, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's how, how it, I see it anyway. Jack might have a different story, I'm, I'm <laughs> not quite sure.
1: Well, I, I'm glad that Archie had uh, reminded me of an incident that I'd long forgotten. Uh, a lot of drugs and a lot of giggle juice in, uh, under the belt. You forget these kind of things, but uh, I was there basically in in Collingwood, Fitzroy, trying to seek uh, you know an acceptance in Aboriginal society in Melbourne and that. so uh, I, um, I wasn't anywhere near the person I am now, uh, but um, uh, I remember often I would uh, bump into Archie uh, when he come into uh, prisons and entertainers and NAIDOC and et cetera. And uh, we'd have a talk then, and that you know I'd come out of my cell expressly to, after the entertainment, uh, to uh, have a have a talk to him, and um, you know just to admire his, uh, you know his uh, tenacity of coming back into prisons, and that to uh, to remind us of uh, who we are and uh, and perhaps a, of a journey that we should be undertaking, emulating uh, Archie's uh, style, and, uh, yeah. So. Um, and now, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm locked in now into, uh, you know, going into um, youth detention centres with him that's as right. a member right. of his, uh, you know, of his foundation. And that's always been the journey for me is to try and get back into prisons. It's taken me a long time, <laughs> over, over 11 years, you know. You know, it doesn't make me overly institutionalised, <laughs> but the point is, you know, elders like us, Need to be going back into prisons to share the journey, to uh, awaken consciences, to retweak, you know, relight the burning embers of uh, many a black fellow or a white fellow, so Somalians dreaming perhaps. Yeah. That's the responsibility of an elder.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So there you go. Yeah.
0: And I'll definitely be talking <laughs> about bringing the arts into the justice system a bit later. But I guess at this stage of the conversation, for the both of you, how important a role does the arts play when it comes to culture and community?
2: Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's too important. It's, it's uh, um, culture and community. I mean, it, it all began... It all began with a song. I mean, this land, the whole country... Or came about through through song, and dreaming, and uh, and people came about through song, and dreaming, and uh, so culture is integral to to who we are, as as people and as a community. Um, you know dance. Um, uh, uh, painting, drawing, um, storytelling—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's that important. Uh, it's who we are, and uh, if we don't have our story, we—we we, we have nothing. Yeah.
1: Um, I used um, my sense of art uh, in jail in the 60s um, uh, in Katarmain jail. Um, this was at a time when the uh, officers of corrections were the clients of the. Uh, education department, and the education department was allowed to run with uh, programs like setting up a pottery shop in Castlemaine jail, and that I remember sitting with the uh, the head teacher, interviewing uh, local people, local potters, uh, master craftsmen from around Castlemaine, as to who would be the best teacher, and uh, and so um, so I became. Eventually, we picked. Chose one bloke, and I became the pottery billet in in prison, and uh, so, so I learnt the fine arts of ceramica up to year twelve level, and I was given a certificate at the Bendigo uh, or Casemine College uh, as a teacher's certificate, and uh, the jail allowed me to run with my pottery shop, and I might say I called it psycho ceramica, because <laughs> you had to be a crackpot to be in the nick in the first place, you know. And, uh, but I ran it with Aboriginal law. You weren't allowed to be Sarah Paxton, throw Hepburn uh. off your tits, and that. It was a place of sanctuary. Anybody could come in and create, and they certainly did. We made psychoceramica in the two jails that I did set it up. Made a profit, and that. And 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 uh, it 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 uh, it uh, it's it's sad that we we're trying to push that again. You know to 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 instill into the. Uh, into the Office of Corrections that uh, blokes like me, with the lived experiences, ought to be allowed to come in with our programs, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, and uh, so as a Council of Elders, we've been creating a strategy. We are creating a strategy that we can approach uh, Danny Boy, Daniel Andrews, yeah. and the Office of Corrections to take us seriously and allow us to run because up to date, everything else has failed and that so we need to be taken serious uh, uh, by the office of corrections and the arts is one way of going about it
2: yeah right.
0: this is a really big question As artists, your voices are so distinct and carry a range of emotions that profoundly touch people. And you breathe life into what would merely be words on a page, whether that's lyrics or a theatre script. And reaching out to so many people requires a lot of generosity, a lot of handing over, but you've been doing it literally for decades. So, what I want to ask you both is can you explain the healing and empowerment when you're giving so much, but which you both get from being immersed in your different arts practices?
2: Um, yeah, uh, Namila, Namila, Namila. Um, I suppose a, a good example is um, what is it? 2017, uh, 2000, when um, we just buried um, uh, we just buried Ruby, and uh, we we came back from from uh, from Berry, from the Riverland, South Australia. Here, drove back. Uh, the next day, I had to be buried there, and uh, I um, I was supposed to perform at uh, Port Ferry Folk Festival that day, and uh, they said we understand if you don't. But it was all a bit hazy, but for some reason I, I did, and I remember being on stage. And one thing I remember doing was I I asked the audience, I beseeched them, I said, I really need you today more than I've ever needed you before. I need you to lift me up so I'm able to do this today. And they did and they lifted me up and uh, I was able to carry on. That's what I get from what I do. That's what I get back.
0: Wow.
1: Well, any story that I can say, you know, that one tops it, really. But, you know, I do know that um, when I, um, uh, you know, see people on the streets coming out of the neck and that and their first port of call is Collingwood Fitzroy. That's what Collingwood Fitzroy is, and we sh- we're trying to regain that which we're losing now because it's becoming a very wealthy suburb, and it's unsightly <laughs> from my from my paranoia to have aboriginals wandering around loose <laughs> and that, you know? But uh, we're engaging with the new wealth that's come in. They're engaging. They're interested in our culture and that, many of them. Uh, but and, and we haven't found the niche for ourselves in our community as yet. Yeah. You know, we're still trying to do something in community. Yeah. And, it, you know, through the arts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and through my words, uh, you know, and being a, a bit of a rouser about, a bit of a, you know, a public nuisance, pest, serial pest <laughs> and that, you know, it's my job to uh, coax the uh, uh, Yarra Council and, uh, and State Government into taking us seriously, refund... Uh, the missing link here in our community, and that is workshops, a, a community hub, a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, yeah. a community centre. Yeah. You know, at the abandonment of our community centre around the state of Victoria, I don't know what's happened over here, mm-hmm. but I've noticed the rising numbers of uh, old ones and the extremely young ones in our institutions now, yeah. Yeah. vastly developing criminal records. Their minds are awry with... Uh, Ice and drugs and the things like that and etc. And they're arcing up against the system. They're fighting mm-hmm. the system. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there's more to talk about this, about uh, you know uh, about uh, what how we feel that uh, you know what's uh, uh, the impediment that's placed. In our road, in 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 the workers, Uncle Jimmy Berg, for instance, mm-hmm. who's been going in there, Archie, you know, for so, so long, long ever since, so t- and he was my former parole officer. <laughs> he's a cousin of mine, you know, and and he's knocked me back on a couple of paroles over the years, <laughs> you know. But you know, he's a strong man, he is. you know, mm. and we noticed the last time, last week, we were in 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 for instance, yeah. the kids rushing up to him, yeah. and that. And, 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 and they're paranoid that they're going to be missing out on that because there seems to be a journey in our institutions and prisons, especially the institutions that is changing from Department of Human Services uh, to uh, Office of Corrections. So there has to be a new game, and we need to be at the forefront in mm-hmm. this new system. That's right. And that, you know, we can change people's lives through art you know, all these, you know, they're all frustrated actors in their own right, you know. (laughs) I know many of them have got set lines, you know, that they could produce at will when they're speaking to a a policeman or something like this (laughs) and that, or or, or asking for a quid or even busking and that, you know. So, so, uh, you know, we've got a long journey ahead and Mm. they know they've got a long journey ahead, but we need to be with them.
2: We need to be. We need to be, Jack.
0: You're both survivors of one of the most devastating policies of this nation's colonial history and I am talking about the Stolen Generation. The effects of these policies continue to impact on too many lives today. So, Uncle Archie, healing and empowerment through the arts is very much what you do through the Archie Roach Foundation. Yeah. And I'm wondering, when you're reaching out to mob in the justice system who are often failed by the system, Mm. you know, they're in a dark place of feeling angry, sad, and understandably, are resistant to engaging. How have you found the arts helps with that healing process?
2: Um, You know, you you go in and, um, like like Jack said, we was at Malmesbury the other day. Now, if people have been up with some of the news, Malmesbury just had. And, and Parkville as well, but Malmsby had a had a big uh, riot there, and uh, some some of the young fellows escaped, and you know, and uh, terrorised some of the staff as well in doing so. And um, you know, and uh, they, they eventually apprehended again, uh, but not after you know um, you know going on a bit of a spree and uh, you know uh, running amok and uh, you know. Um, Stealing and uh, you know, um, I suppose you know, frightening, terrorizing a few people, but they finally apprehended again and put back into Malmesbury. But um, and people, people, you know, um, you know, people, people really, really, really reacted and uh, you know and called them the lowest sort of of the low these uh, kids. And, uh, you know, and I, I suppose, you know, being feeling victimised, that's that's normal, that's a normal thing to do. But a lot of these young people, they're, they're damaged already, even before they go into, into prison or into places. They're already damaged way before that. And uh, when they're in there, you need to realise this. So you've got to go in there with a sense of, like a doctor goes into a place where there's, you know, afflicted people that need your care, and through through what we do, we sang them a song, a couple of songs, and and immediately, that you know, I told them the story, of course, about the stolen generation, my story, lived experience about you know, how I was taken, and Jack told them their story, his story as well, and. Uh, He's uh, jail time, he's, he's, he's uh, Bergen and, you know, drug-taking, and uh, my drinking as well. But, I, you know, so through the arts, and, but, yeah, to tell him, I said, you see, we're no saints, we made mistakes, you know, but you're allowed to make mistakes, you know. But if you, you know, if you learn from them, you can turn your life around. As I sang them a song, then took the children away, and others, and you looked into these young people's faces, you know, and mm-hmm. I could see a few of those boys tearing up, yes, 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 yes. and yeah, uh, you know, I, I couldn't look them in the eye for a minute, so I start tearing up, and uh, see that's how that's how you do with that with that approach that you're in the place to. To give them something, to offer them something, some sort of respite, some sort of comfort that's what it's about for me.
0: And I want to pick up on that because, Uncle Jack, we know that when it comes to Australia's youth justice system, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people are still significantly overrepresented. You're the ambassador-at-large for the Archie Roach Foundation and I think that's incredibly significant because it's two elders, two uncles on the front line carrying out the work that you do connecting with mob. And that visibility is important. I think it's it's easy to forget it when your face, your community, is not reflected um, necessarily in a positive way, if at all. So tell us in your words why empowerment needs to come from within the community rather than from outside.
1: Mm. Um, well, we need to, uh, you know, remind the community via our, our very presence, you know, uh, in, in maintaining um uh, you know uh, 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 our presence in community uh uh, reminding the the organizations that should be taking up this challenge the men's shed program over in uh, aboriginal melbourne and that you know should be uh i've been working with the uh, the ceo of the aboriginal health service trying to remind him to get his um uh, men's Shed programs brought up to scratch so that perhaps they could uh, go back into jail and start, um, you, know, a, you know, a program within, you know, we, we, you know, because they're related to, to many of them. And that, so, uh, uh, but it's come to no good. It, it's come, it, it, it hasn't gone anywhere. So, you know, we need more time to develop this process uh, with the Council of Elders to, um, to develop a, a healing process through the arts and that because, you know, we know we, we'd like to hear their stories. You know, we'd like to uh, sit down and, uh, you know, listen to their stories, get them recorded, have them play their stories back to them, you know, on a one-on-one session and things like this. This is the way to reach into the trams and trains, the minds of those that have struggled for so long. The, uh, and, uh, you know, when I was there and listening to Archie sing, uh, uh, you know, uh, took the children away, and there were, there were even the, the staff there... Who are due now to change from Department of Human Services into Office of Correction personnel, new uniforms, and I saw the governor. You know, there was a sparkle in the governor's eye from the old Loddon jail. He's been moved into uh, into Marmsbury Youth Training Centre, and uh, so we do. You know, you have to be confident that you've uh, that you've impressed uh, the governor and the staff in order to uh, uh, allow us more time more more often in yeah. prisons. We want to determine the days and the times that we go into uh, prisons. That's the mm. only way to go about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And Uncle Archie, uh, the foundation has established a Council of Elders, as Uncle Jack mentioned earlier, particularly for our international friends that are here at womadelaide Can you please explain why it's so important to have a Council of Elders?
2: It's, uh, the Council of Elders... Um is is um it's important. There was a, when we talk about community and uh, a, and 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 a breakdown, a breakdown of community is uh you know when uh, you know and it kind of, it harkens back to 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 um, the Howard era when when he started to take, do away with a lot of the liaison workers in, in Aboriginal communities, Torres Strait Island communities. And I uh, say, well, they can all speak English just like us. They don't need anybody to do the A's from them in in in, uh, in what was all then then social security, which is now Centrelink, and uh, but but not just that in hospitals, where we all had we had this the liaison, like liaison workers. But what I'm saying since then the breakdown happened started happening since uh, you know the ha- uh, the Howard era, and. Um, so so um, you know uh, we need to, to form a council of elders to 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 reestablish to strengthen community and that age old that, that age old uh, bond between uh, elders and uh, community elders and younger people you know that has worked for 40 50 60,000 years uh, where there's already, you know, there was a, a law system in place, through the elders, you know, there was, a, you know, there was a, there was a system system set in place where everybody was catered for and everybody knew their place, and that's why we have to get that back again. You know, we're um, you know we we'll deal with our own own uh, law. You know, when it comes to Working out things with a uh, community and also, um, you know, just re establish this, this whole system of elders and the rest of the community and younger people where we oversee uh, the running and make sure that the welfare of the community is put first and foremost. in yeah.
0: And, Uncle Jack, you know, what I'm hearing with what Uncle Archie's saying, talking about community is also that sense of belonging, which is so important and is a huge part of feeling empowerment. Um, And connection is also a big part of healing. How different do you think it would have been uh, during your time in jail if you'd had community elders visiting you? Uh,
1: If I had somebody, my vintage, coming in, prompting me, about uh, well jack you know uh, you know is it about time that you pulled up you know i I was already an actor i've been an actor since i was 19. so off and on in between jail laggings i would either tread the boards or front a camera uh, and 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 do performances and that but there was nothing like uh, uh, you know uh, i hadn't really done anything that would uh, make me a, a player in the field of humanities and that except in the recent years i saw myself you know as a, especially since varsity. Bastardy. bastardy uh, prompted my conscience and that see my life unfold on the big screen in Bastardy, the documentary the highs and lows a great a great uh, uh, you know uh, uh, exercise in showcasing how powerless i was against the pulling power of the white powders at that time and it allowed me to I was already off to poo by the time uh, uh, 2008 when it was third pre- <laughs> premiered in, in Melbourne at the International Film Festival, so I was already clean and, uh, you know, uh, with a touch of, uh, uh, you know, black brilliance and that. You know, I was on my way, on my journey to uh, to be a key player in the humanities in Victoria. I thought Bastardy would have given me the credentials, yeah. the credit, you know, uh, to be, uh, you know, a game player. But, um, you know, there are other elements in my life that Aboriginal payback law stops allowing the the, uh, the, 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 the so-called people, the elders, the so-called elders that uh, run our organisations from taking me seriously. I yeah. must admit that they honour and respect me for my longevity in the arts. But to be a key player in the humanities is another thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I have watched the goings-on. The corruption, the embezzlement, yeah. the, the nasty, naughty things that are done uh, that, that uh, have weakened our services. Yeah. Uh, Archie has told me that the, the services have lost their souls right. and that. They're not really aiming at the next generation that are locked up in our prisons and that. And even their, their, their fathers and mothers and uncles and aunties that struggle in community and that. So the idea is mm. to start tweaking the the, uh, the next generation of rappers, performers, writers, artists uh, within our, the walls of our institutions to prompt them to start telling their stories because they've got, got fantastic stories to tell. Yeah. And who yeah. knows? There's, this is the way forward for healing for many of them. Yeah, yeah
0: And it's definitely happening through music and the arts, like Uncle Archie teaming up with, you know, Briggs, Dan Salt, you know, there's that crossover that's happening between the generations.
1: It's a revivalist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think a so. Do you
0: both feel that there's definitely a shift that's happening in this country? Are we moving forwards with dialogue? Because racism uh, is such an uncomfortable thing for this country to acknowledge, and it runs deep. It's, yes. it's yes. kind of at the, at the heart of a lot of conversations. And we have a lot of trouble acknowledging it, talking about it and therefore healing it. But I look at, you know, when we're talking the arts, shows like Clever Man, Black Comedy, Redfin Now and the success and and just the uh, representation and visibility of Aboriginal actors uh, as well as people behind the scene and there's such a huge success there with these shows, um, a huge viewership. But I wonder, would that have worked... Having these shows around even 20 years ago, why, why, is, it, why is the response so positive at the moment?
1: Uh, well, casting people were always reticent in casting Aboriginal people in the old days. They used to black up people to play us and that, you know? But when Bob Mazza and I came upon the scene in the 60s, they had a wake-up call. And, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, ABC in particular... Um, cast Bob in Bellbird yeah. as an Aboriginal, yeah, right. you know? And so he was the first fella cast in a, you know, in a, in a, a major television, uh, uh, you know, nightly serial. And I was the second bloke because they, I don't know why, but they used me for their first coloured episode and that, you know. <laughs> it, it tests, tests run, <laughs> yeah, But, you know, it was my journey, they, you know. They started uh, to take us uh, a little bit serious in the arts and et cetera. The only other person I remember auditioning for uh, 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 for um, um, uh, Detective Inspector Napoleon Bonaparte, you know. Uh, Yeah. I, and I, I went to John Singleton and, uh, John, John, I, I've read all 37 books of, John, of Arthur Upfields uh, and, and I've, I've become acquainted with this character. I read I read them all in the nick and I think that was my mistake. <laughs> 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 because he cast some, some other bloke and blacked him up because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to play that yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. so we, you know, uh, the uh, uh, casting people now are, uh, you know... Not, you know, 80% cast in uh, Clever mm. Man and etc. And I might just add in here, the, look, uh, they had too many complaints about knocking me off in the first episode in the first series. Yeah. yeah. Here yeah. and in America and Germany. From us as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And from you us, know. Yeah, right. Why are you that? Off? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So they brought me back and I can't tell that's you how i right. had to kill you. You know. <laughs> but I come back. And that's the thing about being a clever man. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed clever man, featherfoot, godotcha man, lawman in my own community. I've I'm gone sorry. up on the, after the last lagging. I came out to be expressly a key player in my community. Yeah. The featherfoot, the godotcha man. Going up against my would-be, could-be, could-be gangster cousin dealers and etc. Given the hard time for a year. But after that one year passed, they noticed that there was a change you know, in themselves, because I kept at them, you know, against the slaps and the bashings and the spitting and all that kind of stuff, you know. I suppose I employed the religious uh, uh, stuff that I got from Box Hill Boys Home. I didn't exactly turn the other cheek. I would round on them like a dog when they called me a dog, you know, (laughs) and I would remind them that I'm older than them, you know, and that I know more than they, you know. And so it's come to pass that uh, I've given a lot of respect by those former gangsters, because I kept on reminding them, they're getting too old to be playing this game, yeah. you know, <laughs> and have a look at me. I'll settle down. It's your, responsible, you know, your responsibility to settle down yourself. So, you know, using yourself as a fulcrum to, uh, to, to impress the minds and mm-hmm. to, you know, to relight the burning embers of these drugged up, drugged up, Do-do. you know, consciences and that, you know, has been a joy and a blessing for me to be undertaking.
2: That's so. right. That's right.
0: And I'm going to ask one final question before we open it up uh, for a Q&A from the audience. So if you would like to ask a question, I think Ariana uh, is somewhere around with... Uh, a mic. So, do make your way down to the front. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get through absolutely everyone's question, but please uh, make your way down if you'd like to put a question or comment to the uncles. So, my final question for the both of you, you've carved out such special and unique places within the arts, and I wonder, if not for the arts, what else do you think you'd both be doing?
2: Um, do you want to go first, Jack? Well, uh,
1: I wouldn't be stealing, you know, that's for sure. Although, uh, you know, I was independent. I never, ever wanted a Queen's shilling, by the way, you know. Yeah, you know, I was independent uh, for many years and that. And uh, But it was all the selfish thing. When you're an addicted person, you're self-centred. You only have your own interest at heart, nobody else. You lose your sense of culture, you know, your sense of responsibility for your family and et cetera, and yourself and that. So, um yeah. What better thing could I be doing? It's all well and good, me being a U Butte actor. But the point is, I need to be a key player uh, with those that are struggling in my community, in our detention centres and prisons and that. And what, a, what better thing could I be doing in my dotage now? Mm. Well, I've still got my trams and trains functioning and that, you know, this is, a, this is where the journey should be taking me, back into prisons. I'm even going to visit a... You know, tomorrow I fly over to Toronto to do Jack Charles versus the Crown over there and the, yeah. and, the, and the and the irony is the, 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 the those in power here have given me a visa to go into New York of all places to do five shows there for the young First Nation kids of New York and the African Americans they're going to come in their droves like they did when we went there over in Canada last year to Toronto Ottawa and Calgary and so this is this is the way you know I want to visit what's happening over in in uh, in Toronto in a prison over there uh, because they're supposed to be light years ahead of us. I want to check out what they've got, mm. Archie, and I'll come back and let you know, yeah. you well, know what's happening. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably what I'd, I'd probably be doing is um, I love to draw. Uh, I love drawing when I was a kid. I love drawing even now. I love to draw people. I love to draw um, clothes on people. So uh, I, um, I, I, I was into fashion. Yeah, so, so I thought that maybe I might, might have liked to have been a, uh, a fashion designer. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that's some, something, yeah.
0: So if we got any questions, I might get you to come over. Ariana, did anyone... Have a question
3: at all? I, one, yeah. Don't I? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a question for Archie. Um, at, the, at the very beginning it was said that you uh, were part of the Stolen Generation and I think that you mentioned that at some stage you found your family. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What was that like and what happened?
2: Oh, gosh, I'd need a bit more time, but... Um <laughs> Yeah, I found, I found uh, a sister first up in Sydney. Uh, and the odd thing was I, I, I saw her every day uh, in Sydney where we used to knock around the Haymarket area of Sydney and uh, see her every day, but not knowing who she was and she not knowing who I was. And, uh, cause I was using a different name. Cause I, I, I remember um, uh, running to an old, old old fellow that sort of looked after me, showed me the ropes, you know, how to survive on the street and uh, where to get a feed and all that, whatnot. And uh, so I, he told me, he said, you know, if you ever get picked up by the police, uh, it's best if you use a a, a, a bodgy name. And I said, uh, what's a bodgy name, huh? And he goes, an alias, you know. So um, I had, you know, I used this alias name. I won't say who <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, I'd seen my sister every day, you know, around the Burlington Hotel, the, you know, all the haunts in Sydney. And um, we're not knowing who we, who we were. and But one day, to cut a long story short, OK, um, I got really drunk one time around Chinaman's Lane in uh, Sydney, uh, where Chinatown is now. We used to get this brown musket from this old Chinaman and um bottle chop, and i got pretty pretty um legless pretty blotto pretty drunk and i was sort of in the burlington hotel nearly falling off my chair and someone came up to me and asked me my name and uh i said i blurted out i said archie roach forgot my alias completely and then she goes, Who? I said, Archie Roach. She said, Hang on, just wait here. So she went and got this girl that I'd seen every day, you know, not knowing who she was. And she trotted over to me and she said, Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's your name? I said, Archie Roach. And uh, so she asked me, all my brothers, she asked me who my brothers and sisters were. And I had this information from a letter that my sister sent me when my real mother passed away. She sent me this letter when I going to this high school in, in Victoria. When mum, my, my real mum, passed away, she sent a letter to the high school. So I kept that letter and she asked me my brothers and sisters name and I told all my brothers and sisters names and then she asked me who my mother was. I knew that from the letter too. I said, uh, my mother's name, Nellie, Nellie Austin. And she said, what's your father's name then? I said, Look, if you know my name, Archie Roach, right? you know my dad's name because I was named after him. And with that, she knocked me flying off the chair. True, you know, fist, bang, right in the door. And uh, she come over and grabbed me. I said, Go away, you stupid woman. Just, no, no, no. I'm your sister, Diana. And uh, that's how I met one sister. I could, I could you know, t- tell you about my other sisters and brothers, but it was a similar situation. Oh, they didn't knock me off my chair, <laughs> but I met them by mistake or by accident. And, uh, but you know, it was probably the most joyous occasions of, of my life, and I remember them fondly and I always cherish those moments. and yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking of sisters, any sisters want to ask a question? Got any sisters around here? <coughs> oh.
3: Just a very, <coughs> very brief comment. I'm inspired by Jack. Um, I came out to Australia as a refugee, and ended up in the same Box Hill Boys' Home with Jack. And this is a story of of my sort of stolen generation of. Lost in Australia, meeting Jack at Box Hill Boys Home, growing up in Collingwood in the same areas. And this is absolutely inspirational to see you operating as a successful uh, person after uh, your trials and tribulations. But there's a small subset of that. I knew Jack's brother, Archie. And I'll tell you about that another time, Jackie. Yeah,
1: sure. yeah. well, thank
0: you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, uh, uh, the the institution, the Box Hill Boys' Home that I was in, um, there, you know, from uh, my r- 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 memories, I don't ever remember meeting other Aboriginal kids during my 12 years' tenancy there. Um, I left at 14. Uh, but before I left, about a month before I left, and I wrote it in my play, Jack Charles Versus the Crown, that a group of Aboriginal kids came through. Kutcher Edwards and all his brothers, you know, amazing. Cousins, his sister, my mum, his mum and my mum were sisters. And we weren't allowed to notice. But amongst them also was a lad, I write in my play, Arthur, who said his last name's Charles. And I recall saying to him, it'd be funny if we were brothers, mate. And then I I was booted out, you know, uh, out of the home to be, uh, uh, you know, to go directly into the workforce as a glass beveler. But many years later, uh, we caught up. And I think he saw me written up. uh, Well, after that, when I did leave the home, I went out to, you know, foster mum and that, you know. And I realised she wasn't a religious woman, so I snuck out out of my bedroom window to go to the Methodist service in the Blackburn village. And this little Methodist group, we had an entertainment u- unit and uh, we we, we traipsed on up to the Nutterbott Girls' Home, Winlayton, to put on a concert. And amongst all those little girls were these two small waif-like Aboriginal children. And as I say in my show, and I'm telling it to you right now, the show virtually, uh, but, uh, you know, who are you? Th- who are you? And they said, May and Eva. I'm May, and this is... Eva Jo, and my sister. I said, what are your last names, ladies? Charles. He says, Charles? Well, I'm a Charles too, ladies. Wouldn't it be funny if we were brothers and sisters, you know? Years later, they spot me in the news. Movie star turns to burglary. So they visited me in Pentridge. <laughs> so, he, and, and then I saw Archie shortly after, you know? So we've only found, I only found f- five of us. And that there's six still missing, never accounted for. I have a reasonable suspicion where they are now. You know, they've been shunted right out of the country to go to another country over at Roeburn, up there over in the west, because some old ladies from Roeburn it reminded me when I was passing through with a show that we have Charles's in um, Roeburn and there's no other name of Charles' over in the Aboriginal mobs over there over in the west. So I highly suspect, and I haven't been able to go over there and check them out, but um, I'm the second eldest, so there that, would that, still be Charles's over there. I'm dying to meet them. So it's never any journey of discovering, when you're a stolen person, of discovering your roots, your family connections. you family ties.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we have time for one very, very quick question. We've got one minute.
3: <laughs> Report from this afternoon. South Africans from the soil, a cappella group, were wearing Aboriginal flags, shirts. And now I need your advice on Recognise.
1: On, 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 on the Recognise yeah. program, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, our advice? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you mean, <laughs> sorry, by advice? Yeah. Oh, look, there's a lot of politics there's in
0: this. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a whole other discussion, to yeah, be honest. The, the, I don't know that we'll have time to that. right uh, now.
1: Yeah, it's very political to recognise uh, campaign and things like this. I thought that uh, the Australian population had already recognised us mm. and that. And, uh, and yeah. so, uh, really, you know, we can't have any changes of constitutional changes yeah, or anything like that until, until um, uh, education programs well, in, in our. Yeah. In our in our schools, are informing uh, you know the students of uh,
2: Indigenous history. More important things to be addressed, I think. That's right. In this country.
0: Thank you very much, uncles, for taking the Q and A. And look, we can't really talk creativity, healing, and empowerment without getting the both of you to perform a song for us. Can I be cheeky and ask Ah, that you do a song?
1: Russell Smith ladies and gentlemen you good in he watch that now oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: no no What well, song we did, we did yesterday with Jack It's about the only one we sort of sing together We should do some more sometime I yeah, we should,
1: we, should. We, will. we will, we will
2: But this is one just called We Won't Cry If your burden's too heavy Then it's gonna break you And you might go crashing To the ground Keep yourself steady And don't let it take you Take you on down Take you on down
1: yeah. I'm here beside you, Hachi. Don't you forget it with you walking down this road Give up what's inside you You won't regret it Together we can Lighten
3: this love. Oh,
1: We won't cry
2: But you you wouldn't let me You You were were so stubborn stubborn. You You brought me out out of that dark night And Lord Oh
0: Uncle Jack Charles with We Won't Cry and you can pop over to the Mad Lake shop where you can pick up a copy of Uncle Archie's most recent album Let Love Rule, also t-shirts and singlets, keep your eyes and ears peeled for the Archie Roach Foundation, they're already doing absolutely amazing work across the community and they're out there, the website will be up very soon what a treat this evening has been, thank you Uncle Artie Roach, Uncle Jack Charles. Hearty round of applause for them both.